fascinating gadgets, gizmos, and gear-based technologies. Here we are, F Triple G BT. Uh, we're not complete unless we are together, and we are today. This is great. Uh, I am the analytical mastermind, Daniel J. Glenn. To my right, Dr. Michael Denon, the physics phenom. Howdy, Dan. How you doing, Dr. I'm Denon? I'm doing great. And next to you, of course, is the enigmatic engineer, Ben Seepser. Thanks, Dan. Ben, it is always great to be here with the three of with you and the three of us together. This one, now I, I gotta say, this is going to be one of my favorite ones because we're gonna talk about this could quite possibly be the last Back to the Future technology that we do. We've already done three. It's probably too many, but I love this one. But before we dive in, I've got to ask you guys a very serious question. Mm -hmm. If you could invent something that would make your breakfast easier, what would it be? If I could invent something that would make my breakfast easier, mm -hmm. what it would, would it be? It would be something that made really, really good scrambled eggs while I was sleeping mm -hmm. that finished right when I woke up to eat them. Okay. I think they do it's that. It's sort of like the version of coffee makers, but for scrambled eggs. I think in the movie Back to the Future, Doc Brown creates like a Rube Goldberg-ish type thing yeah. that makes eggs and bacon and all that. Yeah. I want you mean a little specific, more reliable. And I just, yeah, really good scrambled eggs and a little more reliable than his. His is good. Yeah. His is good. But, but it reaches too far. It's got yeah. eggs, toast, bacon. You want yeah, just I limited just want, I just want my scrambled eggs. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. I mean, Denon kind of stole my great idea there a little bit, but as a second great idea, what I would want is a donut that is healthy. Oh, uh, healthy! Ooh, I actually, I'm, you can have my idea. I'm taking that. <laughs> I want the healthy donut. I don't know if ideas work that way, but I like what you're doing. Uh, no, healthy. You mean would it still does it taste great? It'll All the still same taste stuff? great. Still has the same great texture. But it's not just a pile of sugar and, and well, things that aren't good for this you. Is the this is what the episode should be on, because that's about as impossible as any technology we talk about. Um, I love that. I would love to have that. Especially we my, all would. my favorite donut is the, um, it's like a, the buttermilk loaf. It looks like it's just a loaf oh, of bread. Yeah. It's, those, are good. Oh, those are so good. Okay, I think we just need to cut, go get some donuts, right. and then come back right. and finish the episode. Back in a sec. Uh, my favorite, I you know, when it comes to eggs, I like eggs as well. What I don't like is every single time I crack eggs, I get the goo all over my hand. Oh, yeah. And I'd oh. love a device that I could use to crack three to four eggs. You know, I try to do the chef thing where you can crack, like, you know, one in each hand and then try to do two in each hand. That's the masterful thing. Uh, it still gets super messy. I'd love a, an unmessy way to crack eggs. You know, if you had a thing that made scrambled eggs for you before you got up, right. it would achieve Solves that goal. the problem. <laughs> Solve the problem. Just got to make sure it's self-cleaning, too. Right, yeah. right, yeah. I think when it comes to food, we all want things to make it easier. And I think we can all agree that having what is called, it's called the hydrator. But in actuality, it's kind of a rehydrator in the, in the movie. Yeah. Because it's taking something that is dehydrated and adding water to it, which is essentially a rehydrator, right? It is. It's also interesting that it also cooks it, I believe. We'll put hot water in it. Just yeah, no, I'm right? just saying. Yeah. It does right. multiple things. Yeah. It's, it's named in an interesting way, but it's subtle. It's a small name for a big thing. What would you call it? I'd probably call it the hydrator, but just, you know, take advantage of the marketing. It's not just a hydrator. It also. <laughs> <laughs> it slices, it, it dices. It slices, it dices, <laughs> and it cooks. Right. You know what's great about this one is while researching this, I found something, I've seen those movies a million times. Now, I will admit that Back to the Future 2 is probably my least favorite, if you can, you know, I, I will say It was say a that. transition. It was a connecting film. Yeah. Well, it wasn't so much that. The style 
from Back to the Future is very realistic, and right. Back to the Future 2 is so over the top, yeah. where Biff is a bully. Yeah, he's kind of rough and mean in the first yeah. one. He's psychopathic in the second yeah. yeah. Like, and there's such a big tonal change, yeah. tonal shift yeah. I don't I, that I really didn't enjoy. Are you sure your problem isn't that we're already in the future and we still don't have hover skateboards? No, but that <laughs> is a problem. But one, So anyway, I've seen the movie a lot of, you know, many, many times, and there was something, it's called the Pac-Fax. Have you guys seen the Pac-Fax in the movie? Yeah. It's a mailbox that has a little thing that you send a fax from. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like their idea of the future, <laughs> which is essentially email, right? right yeah, yeah. <laughs> but without the computer, because it was you know, made right. at a well, time right. of the four And they have the video calls on the TV that's just like FaceTime. Right, yeah, 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 very yeah. true. But they also have a fax machine in the house. Everything, yeah. you know. It's funny that they took the fax machine as the, you know, the logical conclusion. Not that its technology ended in 1985 yeah, right. when the movie, first movie came out, but that they extended it and then it's everywhere. Yeah. Like sending a fax from a mailbox. I don't know. I just I'd never seen it before, and I loved it. I thought that was that was really great. So what are we trying to do here? Well, I will say, and I'm going to have to rely a lot more than usual on Ben for this one. <laughs> okay. Because the hydrator confused me. Okay. Not from a physics point of view, but from a goal point of view. Okay. Right. So you have a mini complete pizza. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you just add water to, and now you have a big complete pizza. Well, you don't add water to; you stick it in the well, machine. Well, you stick it in the hydrator, which is we're figuring just, out what you do right, in the machine. Just, yeah. Presumably, just adding water. Mm -hmm. And I was really left with why. Mm -hmm. Not, I, I was much more struck by the oh. why. Like, why would you build this? See, this is an engineering ah. question versus mm -hmm. the physics of it. So, I have some physics questions too, and I have some physics comment. But I really want to go first to the. Why would any engineer build this? So, so well, can, the, can I hold on for a second? So let's get our goal, and then you can say something. So the goal is, in that movie, to take a small pizza that's roughly like 1.5 inches and turn it into yeah. a 15-inch pizza, yeah. complete with cheese, sauce, dough, yes. um, green peppers, and pepperoni, I believe, yeah. is on there. Yeah. Sauce, there may not be sauce on that pizza, but let's, we for don't the know. sake we, of we the argument, assume there's sauce. Well, you're right. Because who would eat a pizza without sauce, Dan? I, I totally agree with you. But when you watch it, I watched it back, and it's hard to see if there's any sauce. Well, but let's the sauce under that, is the hidden part there's a lot of, it's extra cheese that's covering all the sauce. I got it. So that's our goal. <laughs> that's uh, our goal. All right, unpause. Well, so I think the reason there's two reasons you'd want this. One is shelf stability. Mm -hmm. Dry stuff won't rot because things I'll need water to grow. I'll give you that. And then the other is energy efficiency. It's in the future. Water is usually often the heaviest component of your food. Mm -hmm. And to ship around the water takes energy, carbon, carbon, all this stuff. It's like, I, I got into this at work. We have these bottled teas and they're brewed in in like Thailand or something and then they get shipped across the country or across the ocean mm. as tea when you could just ship the leaves and brew it here with our water and but it's not say, brewed like it is over there that's the brewing well, process they could teach important. us how to brew it teach uh, everyone <laughs> well no teach they just enough build, people they right. could build a factory <laughs> in yeah. California a brewery a a a uh, yeah right. a tea brewery here and just ship the leaves, and we wouldn't have all this carbon from shipping bottles of right. water across so, the so world. So let me ask you a structural question, because here's the other piece. I mm -hmm. I love the idea of taking the water out for all the reasons Ben yeah. gave. Those are great reasons. Great yeah. reasons. I'm not sure structurally. So from a physics point of view, I'm thinking of my pizza yeah. and all the different elements. I'm, yeah, of, I agree. With you. Right. You know, I take the water out. Mm. It's problematic. <laughs> I'm not sure it just shrinks nicely like that, right? No. Like, like that, and and I think you just get a big floppy pizza. 
Because mm -hmm. the water, the uh, water pressure in the cells give you structural yeah. integrity. Let, let, let's imagine the cells retain their structural integrity. Without the water. Without the water, that's okay. They're still the same size. This is your basic physics. Yeah. One of two things happen. Either you do something where they stay structurally stable mm -hmm. and you have no shrinkage of size. So maybe that was just a mistake in the movie, right? Like mm -hmm. what you're shipping are very lightweight, normal size pizzas mm -hmm. that you add water to mm -hmm. and then eat. Or they become structurally unstable because they have no water in it yeah. and they just collapse in amongst themselves and they look nothing like a pizza and you have goo and you have to figure out how to re rehydrate yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So there are some physics problems there, which is why I wanted to get to the why first, because I can go different yeah. ways depending on what your goal is. If your goal is weight, large, empty pizza, structurally stable, add water, pizza. Because water's going to take up space. So yes. every time you remove yeah. water, it's going to... But, but, it, but, but the cell structure has that same volume, can have the same volume just empty now. Yeah, and I, I see. and I think the real problem, especially with the pizza, is that the constituent components of the pizza have very different uh, water content. Like the dough will be pretty dry because you bake most of the water out of the dough, uh, but the sauce is mostly water, mm -hmm. um, and the cheese is almost no water as well, and the pepperoni is definitely no water. And yeah, the green the, peppers are almost and all the, water. And the yeah. green peppers are almost all water. So you yeah, have differential this, shrinkage, perhaps. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we, we we do have we do have re you can take like you can take dried fruit and reconstitute it to some degree, and it, so a, a raisin's not going to become a grape again, mm -hmm. but it can become soft and pliable again. Grape adjacent. Yeah, grape adjacent. <laughs> yeah. And so there's this, there's this interesting thing, or there's lots of powdered stuff, like you have powdered milk, you have powdered eggs, you have, there's all these things that you can powder and reconstitute to something approximating the original thing. Although you can't make a sunny side up egg from powdered egg, but you can certainly make scrambled eggs from powdered egg. Well, now, now that stuff is one step further. So let's, right. so that, you're talking about freeze drying. And so let's well, go right, step back because we have dehydrators, so we can actually right. pull the water directly out, right? right? And some some of your fruits are going to have that. Right. Um, it is difficult to reconstitute them. I, what what I think that I didn't think about, which you mentioned, that I think is really the key here, is that each one of these things has different moisture content, different moisture, yeah, yeah. percentages. So That's really. The I'm going to throw it. out my proposal. Can I do that at this point, or is it too early? It might be a little early, but I guess okay. you can. Hey, here's the thing. I want to tell you this. I wasn't going to say this earlier, but we're, I got no curveball in this thing. We are riding blind on this. <laughs> right. We're going oh, Commando, baby, and I don't so, know what's going to happen here. So here's the idea, and you might guess where I'm going with this, Dan. Okay. Oh, I know it. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to go if into the world of foam. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so basically what you've got is the following material science structure problem. Sure. Water is holding up basically all the cells mm -hmm. of the organic matter you're about to eat. Sure. Right? And what you want to do, I think, is take the water out, and as you're taking it out, replace it with a sufficiently light, mm -hmm. high-pressure gas of the right type, maybe something like argon, something, or nitrogen, something neutral mm. that's not going to interact. The high-pressure gas will retain the structural integrity mm -hmm. of your pizza and all its components, and will handle the different amounts of water because you only put in the amount of gas of the water you take out. Okay, I'm with okay. you so far. So you don't get the shrinkage, so you don't have a small pizza. But that's key. No, no, it's okay. It's a key element. It's, not a, it's just a key element for the movie. But for Ben, and remember, I asked okay. Ben the engineering goal. But I gave I've the goal. I've okay. solved the well, weight. To be right. No, you just said take water out and put it back in. All right. You did not specify making a small pizza. Okay, I'm going to change it, but okay, let's okay. do it with Ben. Uh, well, I would just say, to be fair, yeah. shrinking the size would also be beneficial for efficiency True. and shipping okay. and storage. And shelf space. Yeah. So, so now, okay, I'll, I'll add an addendum. I think it's easy to 
get a denim. dry. We're going to call it an adenum. Adenum. Right. I think these are get the dry. Same size pizza. Okay. With my foam technology replacing the liquid with air. Okay. And then you have a, ar we'll go argon, argon water replacement sure. <laughs> device. Sure. Right. And then we can call it the. ARD. ARD. Right. Well, but if it's a foam pizza, why couldn't we make it shrink like, you know, those uh, vacuum-packed mattresses? Well, so now I think that's the next step. <laughs> See, we're, we're developing our two-step process. Okay. Yeah. Step one is to preserve the structural integrity right. with your argon. Uh-huh. I like this okay. idea. This is right? cool. Okay. And now it's a little trickier, but now the shrinkage step, you have to think of it, I think, as a separate step mm -hmm. that you do sort of adiabatically, which means slowly okay. and it's carefully. Just right. No, I just, I just, I had to throw in a technical term because in another episode, we have internally reflective devices <laughs> <Right>. for, <laughs> for jacket. Yeah. So right. you know, I'm just referring back to that. No, I love it. So yeah. you, you do it slowly, and I think you might be able to handle the fact that you have different water contents. Because shrinkage is going to look a little different for the different materials. I think that ultimately, the shrinking one, the challenge is the initial different densities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Preserving that difference in density as you shrink it. Your most dense material that you start with, probably what, the cheese? Yeah, by far, definitely the cheese. Yeah, mm -hmm. the cheese is going to be your limiting factor. Right, you can only make pepperoni. Oh, maybe the pepperoni. Pepperoni's pretty dense, more dense yeah. than cheese. I feel like mm, I'll, that's I, a tough one. We, I we, feel like the pepperoni. Uh, no, the cheese probably has a higher moisture content than yeah, the pepperoni. Yeah, does. you're right. Probably the pepperoni. Yeah. You know, but that's going to limit how small you can make your pizza because you can only make any individual object so dense. Because all we're removing is the water. Right. We're yeah. not removing any other elements. Right, and and so they'll run into each other pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's one thing I want to talk about here because I like this space age idea, right? right. But but speaking of space age, you know, freeze drying is actually really incredible. Yeah. No, that's an amazing. And technology. a lot of cr great words. So it's also called cryodesiccation, <laughs> which is awesome. Right? I like that. And fantastic. we use sublimation. Did I say that rightly? Sublim yeah. Sublimation. 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 Sorry. The other one means something totally different. Right. Sublimation yeah. um, to remove the water. So basically. You you are freezing it and then you, it's called the triple point, the lowest triple point, right, which yeah. is where it's a, a water, l liquid, gas, and solid, solid at the same, same time. time. Yep. Yeah. Which is incredible. This is a great process. It's how they make you know astronaut ice cream, which yeah. I didn't know is actually ice cream. It's yeah. just freeze freeze dried. And which yeah. they usually don't actually eat in space. They've it's never too crumbly. eaten in space. <laughs> yeah. so they, they actually take real ice cream into space. Yeah. Fact of the podcast, by the way. Uh, but I just thought that this process was absolutely, it, it was incredible. You can, you, you know, we rehydrate stuff with this all the time. Mac and yeah. cheese, there's your cheese, right? Yeah. You know, we use oatmeal. Uh, tang is supposed to be, I think, I think it's supposed to be orange juice. I don't really yeah. know. Mm. Um, orange, orange drink. Orange drink, <laughs> right. But, but I, I love that, that there, in MREs is another perfect example yeah. of this. But I love that there are things that we are removing the water from. Now, reconstituting or adding the water back in to make it to what it was before, we can't really achieve that perfectly. No, we can achieve the part. flavor. It's the structure. It's right. the, stu it's and the that's texture. Why I'm yeah. really, uh, that's why I propose my in, in interim foam step. Yeah, I think it's a great foam. And, and freeze-drying, what also adds to that is when you freeze-dry stuff, the, it's still porous, so the stuff can still get in. Right. So I think there may be a combination of the two where you could make it smaller and also fill it. You know, maybe there's a point at which you could figure out where you can shrink it, and once it's this big, it's fine. If it gets smaller than that, that's when you, you run into a problem. Trouble. So you can yeah. find, you know, I don't know what to call it, like the maximum shrinkage point. Yes. Yeah. You know, or Optimized. Like Optimized, yeah. Like <laughs> the, the optimized shrinkage point. The OSP, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We find the OSP, and once we have that, then we can add your, your foam and, idea, yeah. and then, you know, yeah. it's a Bring combo it thing. It is. No, but it really, it, it's a fascinating thing because you're taking a technology, as you said, Dan, mm -hmm. we know very well. We know how to take water out and put water back. 
if we're not worried about structural integrity. Yeah. yeah. And there's tons of great YouTube videos. There's a, people who re dehydrate this stuff all the time. There's yeah, people yeah. doing it with cheese, with pepperoni. You know, the vegetables are tricky, but what if you had a cauliflower crust? You know, then yeah. it kind of makes that go away. Although, as you mentioned, water's not as big of a problem with the yeah. crust because it's, right. but making it small is, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the green peppers to me would probably be the most difficult thing as far as all that goes. To have them come back and look yeah. like green peppers. And, and the good yeah, thing is sure. I really don't like green peppers on my pizza, so I'm fine. You're good. You're I'm right. good because yeah. I just need the pepperoni, the cheese, and the crust, and the sauce. Oh, everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Well, so I'm, we're going to go on a tangent here. Okay. I ran, I ran across something super weird. And I thought is perfect for this. Okay. So have you guys heard of ProMeshin? No. You don't have any idea what that is? No. Uh, so that is a freeze-drying burial. So essentially ah. what the idea is, is Swedish biologists have come up with an idea. Now I will say at the forefront, this has not been proven to work. Okay. okay. Um, but the idea is there, and they were selling it for a while. I think the company actually went out of business. But the, I, I think... There's As actually, often happens when your idea doesn't work. Right. <laughs> Very true. But I, the idea behind this is really interesting. So what they do is they take a body, they freeze it with liquid nitrogen, and then using vibration, so it's shaken, not stirred, mm -hmm. they turn it into a powder, which then they collect into a, a bag, like a biodegradable bag. Mm -hmm. They bury it, you know, they will bury the person 18 inches below ground, which mm -hmm. is the perfect amount you're still in touch with the topsoil. And in about a year, you, get, you become soil again. The human human remains yeah. become soil. I thought that was interesting. Is there is, is this just like cremation through it's a cremation. cold it's, route? It's yeah. cryo cremation. Cryo cry cremation. Cryo cremation. Cryo cremation. Yeah, it wouldn't be cremation because it's basically the same goal. The goal yeah, is to yeah. reduce well, it without the carbon. But the thing is, yeah, with cremation, well, cooling down the liquid nitrogen is probably just as bad. But but what's interesting about it is when you cremate somebody, you're you're burning off all, all those. That organic True, material, you are burning organic material, and so in this case, you're just the ashes it. that are left are not useful in the soil. Whereas yeah. if you do something where you can biodegrade and be eaten by the fungi and things, you know you're gonna yeah. replenish the earth to some degree. With but that now, interesting. if you water the soil a lot, do you get a person back? I don't. I don't this, think so. No, I'm not. I don't know. Though. No rehydration happening. <laughs> right. <though. Yeah. laughs> no, I don't think so. What if I'll you just, put it in the rehydration machine? There was a great, amazing stories episode where you would buy people and you could rehydrate them, and depending on the water, the guy yeah. mixed up the water thing, so the person was different right. based on. on the you know, not thing. to cross over episodes, mm. but that could be the solution to the cloning problem. Yeah. <laughs> just growing, freezing them, turning them into dust and growing them. It's not well, bad. I gotta say, it's just like those, you know, little foam dinosaurs you used to get as a kid. They, yeah. They're on the foam train too now. I actually had foam on my notes for this one. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Engineer foam food with vacuum compression. That's, that was my... <laughs> really? Uh, well, I've got a, a solution that doesn't involve foam as much to your chagrin. But I do want to say that if you cryo-destroy a body, I mean, it's almost like the perfect crime. It's almost like feeding a body to pigs. You can, if you want to get away with a murder, that would be the best way, I would think, outside of... Uh, I think the pigs is still faster. It is faster, <laughs> but but burning a body even leaves a footprint. You know, like people see, like, all of a right. sudden the you know, funeral home... Well, so does out. this cryo thing. I'd, I'd worry about your genetic material being around right. that, where that, you know, the trees are growing. That's fair. Yeah, the, the, the DNA is just there. Yeah. So there's still a DNA. That's signature. the advantage of the pigs. The pigs will break down the DNA when they eat you. <laughs> I go. Then I got my my go-to is now pig still. So not, I, it's not I'm worried about all the liquid nitrogen you bought. <laughs> yeah. That might show. Don't worry about a, that. That might show up as a red flag. Don't worry about that. All right. So here's my. I got an out-of-the-box idea here. 
Okay. Now I'm not. I'm going to go on record as saying I like your foam idea. Okay. But I think this one is actually a little more doable. So we live in a world of processed foods. We can all agree with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of food is food in name only. It is food-like substances, right? Okay. With I mean, me. it's still food if you can eat it and it gives you nourishment. No, no, right, right. So that's well, all that's the, no, that's it's, the it's threshold. It's artificial food. Right. No, it, no, it naturally occurred in a lab, Denon. It naturally I, occurred in a up, lab. Slam. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Only took two episodes later. You, yeah. you'll, you'll get that if you listen to these in order. Um, <laughs> but so let's say you created, through AI, we talked about making metamaterials, right? What if you could create a material that expanded properly? that had dough-like qualities, or pepperoni-like qualities, right? Yeah. And so just the introduction of water let them expand properly, but it was only, you, and you could put the nutrients into it, right? Yeah. Let's say it was like a Play-Doh, you know, or something like that, like a compressed polymer, right? Well, that's an interesting you way to go. Add the nutrients to it. So I definitely think, Dan, if what you do is start with a completely different sort of um, chemical matrix mm -hmm. than cellular structure. Mm -hmm. I think you're very much onto something here, right? So I was very much focused on the take a food, leave a food, dehydrate it, rehydrate it, mm -hmm. right. right? But what you're proposing, I do like, Thank and you. I do like even you know, well, I can't say I, I like it better this. than the foam idea. <laughs> of course, the guy. But but the idea is very intriguing, where you create the food matrix, mm -hmm. right? From a material science perspective, mm -hmm. to have the same flavors, texture and nutrients, but not in a cellular matrix. Right. I like yeah. your example, a polymer matrix. Yeah. Right. And you could have different polymer matrices mm -hmm. that expanded differently and reacted differently with the water. Exactly. So yeah. you could have a dough level reaction, a pepperoni, dough, dough level. pepperoni reaction, a green pepper, cheese, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sauce. Right. Very intriguing idea, Dan. You build it from the ground up. I hope we've patented this already. Yeah. I think, <laughs> well, one, this I think once again, someone else is going to take our idea <laughs> yeah. and make a lot of money and not give us any of it. Not a yeah. dime, but it's on it's on record right now. I like this idea because you can mold it to the correct shape. You can add yep. coloring. You can do whatever you want. It's essentially like a Play-Doh pizza. And I got to tell you, if you've ever had Domino's pizza recently uh, at the buzz market, I don't think I am actually convinced like this is they're doing this. I, I they are actually already doing this, if you wanted my opinion. Just not making it super small. I don't know. That's that's what I think. I think that's yeah. a good way to go. And, and let's face it, yeah. we're in the world right now where where people are making meat out of something that has nothing to do with meat, mm -hmm. yeah. and also nothing to do with vegetables. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, it's a vegetable-based thing, but it's an interesting evolution in the way we view food, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And we're calling it, and and hence the name, like Impossible Burger mm -hmm. or Impossible Meat. More and buzz marketing. I know more buzz marketing, but it's it's like. Those are the, really good, by the way. But it, independent of being good or bad, it's an right. interesting approach to what you call food. Yeah. yeah. And what I love about what they do is they take one thing and they're trying to mimic that thing, not using any of the things that are in the original, <laughs> the original thing. thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and you have to ask why. Yeah. Well, obviously it makes a well, lot we of money. Know why, right. But yeah. Well, it's, it's a meatless substitute. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's the answer. That's an easy one, Dan. Yeah. But I did like the point someone made. Uh -huh. No one's trying to make the carrot-like substance out of meat products. <laughs> <laughs>
right? There's a, there, there may be a very good reason that the food we're trying to fake you out yeah. on is meat. That, yeah. I guess so. Spoken like a true carnivore. Yeah. Uh, if you have an opinion on anything that I said or that Denon said here, you could reach us on social media. What about media. Ben? Uh, ben, ben, <laughs> ben is saying non-controversial stuff. So I think if you're going to have a problem, it's going to be with either you or me. No, uh, be Ben's true. been pretty middle of the road on this one. Uh, pretty normal if you want to, if you really want to be put too fine a point on it. But if you want to talk about Ben, let's do it. Let's talk about him on social media. Uh, there's got to be a place to do it. And I'm guessing if anyone knows how to get in touch with Ben, it's Ben himself. Ben, where can people find uh, you? You can find me on all the networks at B Seepser. How do you spell that? You spell it B-S-I-E-P-S-E-R. Denon. I am at Denon Michael on Twitter and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then on the world of oh, Facebook. Here it comes. I'm at Prof Denon Michael. Get your pencils out. Prof yeah. Denon Michael. Makes sense because you're a prof. Yeah. Uh, mine, very difficult, um, but I'm going to make it easy for you. Analytical Mastermind on Facebook, Daniel J. Glenn on Twitter, The Daniel J. Glenn on Instagram. This has been incredible. This might be one of the ones where you really do have to be careful with the technology we're giving you. Be safe, be careful. Thanks for listening, and until next time. Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies is a Glencoe production and is produced by me, Daniel J. Glenn. The Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, and Gear-Based Technologies introduction is produced by Daniel J. Glenn and Paul Springers with music and sound design written and performed by Paul Springers. If you love the show, you got to do two things. Number one, follow on social media, Twitter at FGGGBTPod and Facebook at FGGGBT. And then you need to subscribe. You don't want to miss an episode. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Find it on all those platforms. Listen every week. It's a great show. Obviously, you just listened to a fantastic episode. We got more where that came from. And if you want to learn more about the in-real-life stuff we talked about, links to the news articles, all that kind of stuff, it's on the website, fgggbt.com. That's where you find it. You can also find links to all the social media we discussed. And we got the show on YouTube as well. Links are there on the episode page, which you can find at the top of the Fascinating Gadgets, Gizmos, Gear-Based Technologies website. Again, that's fgggbt.com. Thank you for listening.